Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Post Traumatic Survival Podcast, a show that helps you rewire your brain to survive and thrive. Join your host, Ozzy Martinez Jr., a Marine, a combat disabled vet, husband, and father, as he shares his firsthand knowledge and experience of hitting rock bottom, almost ending it all, and then turning it around. Dive into the rewired minds of thriving survivors. This show is an in depth look at post traumatic survival. And now, Ozzy. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me. So this episode is going to be a little special one here that I'm making. I release my podcast on Mondays, and this Monday ends up being June 1st, which also ends up being the fifth birthday or anniversary or however you want to call it, the fifth year that Operation Web Vet was started. So... For those of you that don't know and haven't figured it out yet, Operation Wet Vet is the organization that I created in 2015, uh, just a few months after my reunion. While I was at that reunion in 2014 in September, where you know, I was talking to a bunch of guys that I served with, and it's that reunion that I always credit for saving me and getting me out of the funk um, because I brought up questions to the guys that I served with there. Um that were very personal questions and a few of them were able to relate to me. And when that occurred is when I realized, uh, you know, for, for real that I wasn't alone and myself and one of the guys that were there, uh, PJ O'Malley, he's been on the show uh, before for our corporate Comb special. And PJ and I were talking while we were at this reunion and we were like, man, how awesome would it be to buy this campground that we're at? And which happened to be for sale. We spoke to the owner. They just wanted way, they wanted over $2 million and there was no way that we could come up with that funding. But, you know, we were talking about how awesome it would be to, to do something like that where we could just reunite guys and, and, and bring them together because I guess both of us realized what we took out of it was a lot more than just hanging out with guys we hadn't seen in 10 years. It was way, way more than that. Um, you know, it brought, brought some sort of peace to to our to myself and I could imagine to PJ as well, and you know I came home and you hear you hear you hear me speak about it. You've read it in, in Jason Redmond's book Overcome, and I come home and within a month I, you know I beg my wife to get back together after being separated for close to two and a half years, and after that I already had started you know in my head getting the wheels rolling on how how can I get guys together how can I reunite them um the same way that we were you know for for a whole week in 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 northern California and so that they could talk I mean my goal was to get guys that had served together in the same unit if not guys that were in the same uh, theater of operation within the same year like for instance you know the battle of Fallujah or something like that that we could pinpoint guys together that they could definitely have something in common or the same branch and uh you know, I, I ended up still struggling with it for months and uh, going fishing with my best friend one day, it, it hit me. I was like, man, this is it in the back of a boat. Um, I could do it. I could I could reunite guys or at least I could fast forward, you know, uh, a reunion because in the back of a boat, we're out in the middle of the ocean and you can't go anywhere for eight to 10 hours, you know, was my goal. 
do full day fishing trips. And um, I started it uh, doing my research and figured out that I could do it myself, a small nonprofit down here out of Miami, Florida, and uh, started filing in, filling out all the paperwork and forms and uh, wanted to just save it for specifically June uh, 27th was my goal because June 27th is PTSD Awareness Day. But I couldn't wait anymore. So <laughs> I did research and I found out that the whole month of June is PTSD Awareness Month. So uh, I didn't want to wait anymore. And on June 1st, I incorporated in the state of Florida and made it legit. And Operation Webvet was born June 1st, 2015. And what's come from it has been amazing. Uh, I've been able to take a bunch of guys out fishing a uh, bunch of veterans that I've never met before. I'm now finally getting to, you know, the the curve where where I, I want to really pinpoint and take guys that serve together um, out. So I'm starting with some of the guys that I served with, and, I'm you know, I'm doing a trip this year where we have a bunch of guys that ended up serving together, whether in the same platoon or section, and we're going to take them out. And then I'm going to start doing that with other veterans that I've already taken out and I'm going to reach out to them and say, Hey guys, I want you to, you know, bring in certain guys you served with from your unit so that we could start many reunions from you, your, your unit as well. So I know there's other organizations out there that do that, you know, amazing organizations, um, that do that out there, uh, huge ones, you know, that, that are able to facilitate huge reunions and stuff like that. But, uh, I'm, I'm one that believes that the more help, the better. So, um, you know, I'm going to continue doing my mission of, of taking guys fishing as well as I can. So with the thank of our sponsors and stuff like that, you know, uh, it's been able to, to succeed within these last five years. You know, we're, we're a very small nonprofit. Um, I'm able to function with myself donating a hundred percent of my time since I'm a hundred percent disabled, uh, veteran. I have, I'm retired. I have, you know, a lot of time, so I'm able to donate all my time to it. I do, a, uh, my website myself. I do the marketing, I do the media, you know, and then when it comes to events, I have the amazing help of my family and friends that, that support me throughout all these uh, crazy things that I come up with, uh, whether it's uh, a, a chili cook-off, you know, which I've never done before. Within six weeks, we ended up pulling one off or doing a golf tournament in Tampa, you know, a city that almost four hours away, three and a half hours away from Miami. So, um, you know, I'm able to do these things just because of the support group that we have. And this episode, I'm going to go ahead and bring on a bunch of individuals that have supported Operation WebVet and a bunch of individuals that have, you know, used our sources that we've been able to fly them in, whether it's been to Miami or Tampa. And, I've, I've, I just literally want to bring on guests and, and ask them, you know, what, what, what was the fishing trip like for you? What was it like being with other combat uh, wounded veterans, just talking about, you know, fishing and maybe other stuff that we talked about while we we're eating dinner and stuff like that, um, that, you know, maybe you took out from me. You know, I, I, I've been contacted afterwards by certain guys that I'd never knew before that. Thank you so much. This trip meant a lot, you know, and it's, it's it makes me feel great because I, I hope that I'm helping somehow that my main goal is that I want guys to understand, you know, and guys and girls, you know, um, ladies, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that I want everybody to understand veterans that um, you're not alone. You're not going through whatever it is you're going through alone. Um, I believe that everybody goes through the same same 
same uh, symptoms, you know, just it was a different cause that caused it, you know, whether it was MST, uh, military sexual trauma or, you know, combat or just the fact of losing somebody and, you know, having that that survivor's guilt that that you don't understand. So um, we end up I, I end up finding out we end up dealing with them somewhat in similar ways, you know, uh, so. I hope that this uh, episode of, of uh, post-traumatic survival will, you know, answer any questions that anybody has about Operation Wet Vet. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we could uh, spread the word some more about the organization. Because, you know, this year, unfortunately, with this whole COVID thing, we had to put everything on hold. But, you know, this year we had a lot of a lot of big goals to to start opening the program to first responders. Um, I've been for the last couple of years reading on and, and hearing firsthand from police officers and, and firefighter friends of mine, how bad PTSD is affecting them and, and, and their communities that um, they've reached out to me. You know, I'm talking about a couple years ago already now that I've been researching into this um, first responder problem because, you know, nobody really did it for the veterans until we started speaking out about it or, you know, until the whole 22 a day movement started and the whole veterans are dying stuff. So, um, once that came about, you know, people started getting the ball rolling and if we could, you know, get the ball rolling for first responders now before it's way too late, even though I already think it's already too late. Cause I mean, so many are committing suicide, um, while they're still working or when they retire that, you know, it's, it's sad. So, uh, we had goals to opening up our program this year to first responders, and we had to put that on hold with this whole COVID thing. But, you know, hopefully now with this new fishing trip we're going to be doing in July for this uh, for this month, uh, for the month of July, we're going to be doing a fishing trip. We're going to be having some first responders join us on that one. So I'm pretty stoked about that. But, yeah, hopefully this, this episode will answer some questions on why I started it, um, you know, what were my goals for it and stuff like that, and, you know, you'll hear firsthand from people that I've actually taken out. Um, some people that I know personally, and then some people that I, I never even knew that they just applied and, you know, uh, they qualified and, and we were able to take them out fishing. You know, I, I, we do get a lot of applicants annually, you know, and, and it's horrible to have to turn some down. Unfortunately, some don't even qualify. We do have some requirements. We're such a small nonprofit that, you know, we, we, we made sure that we're only, we're only giving our services to the individuals that actually do qualify for, for what we're giving. So, um, you know, our requirements right now are that you have to be a combat wounded or combat disabled veteran. And when I say combat wounded, combat disabled, meaning that you are either wounded, you got a purple heart in combat, or you were disabled because of combat, not, not because disabled because you got injured while you were serving and you got injured while you were training, um, you know, on base. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't correlate. We're not, we're not right now at the level where we can be giving, you know, services to every veteran. And that's why we've specifically designated ourselves to be helping combat wounded disabled veterans. And most specifically, the individuals that have PTSD or traumatic brain injury. So that's been my focus since day one is to help uh, the brain. And it's been a huge interest of mine. That's why I started the post-traumatic survival podcast. That's why my logo is a brain on it. Um, that's why I'm studying psychology. I've, 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 
I've developed a huge interest for the human brain and, and how the human brain changes. At first, my interest was how the human brain changes because of combat. But now I've learned that I probably might have had PTSD or some forms of it before, you know, the military because of how much I've already had been through, you know, adversities I had been through in life. You know, the my family, you know, getting divorced at a young age and it was because my father used to drink a lot and, you know, get physical with my mom and I would witness that. And to then, you know, just having my aunt commit suicide at a young age and us knowing that me and my aunt were real close. Uh, I was the oldest and she was the youngest of the aunts. So I was the oldest of the kids. So me and her had not much of a gap. Um, and, you know, I've, I, I, I'd been through so much with my parents divorce with the way that my dad, you know, raised us afterwards and was so distant. And he did the, the things, the choices he made in life where me and him, you know, to the day he died, which, you know, he died in a freak accident. Um, I hadn't talked to him, you know, three years before he died, four years before he died, because those were the choices I made. You know, he had, he had, I felt he had cut me out of his life. So I'd cut him out of my life. And, you know, my dad died. He didn't even know that I already had enlisted to the Marine Corps. My dad died a month before I left the boot camp. I was supposed to leave to boot camp and I got noticed that my dad died. I think I was supposed to leave to boot camp um, the weekend of or the weekend after. And, you know, I, I I said I was ready to go, but my, my drill instructor said that I needed to stay home and, and process this. So they gave me an extra month and not my drill instructor, sorry, my recruiter. Um, you know, said that, you know, he was going to say no, you know, and, and that he wasn't going to let me go, not in that state of mind that I needed to process this. So, you know, my dad died and, and I wasn't even talking to him. He didn't know I enlisted. And, you know, and then finally I go to the military and I, I you know, go through what I go through in Iraq. So that just com compounded on whatever it is I had been through as a child and, and, and as a younger person, and especially then. Um, with a bunch of hidden head injuries that I have had, you know, um, my mom will tell you for some reason I fell and always got hit in the tip of my forehead. Um, and I mean, always got hit and I've always wondered if something's ever wrong with my head, you know, and then in Iraq, I ended up bumping my head real good one time with, uh, with an ID and, you know, I've always wondered, is, is something okay with my head? And that's why I started the, the podcast. That's why before the podcast, I started the organization. And like I said, I'm, I'm studying psychology. So hopefully this episode here will answer a few questions about, you know, about why I did everything. And, and if anybody has any more questions after that, just hit me up, you know. Um, we're always looking for sponsors. And we're always looking for, uh, most importantly, we're always looking for charter captains that are looking to donate trips around the u.s um because we've done trips in charleston south carolina we've done trips in tampa we've done trips in the lower keys upper keys uh west palm beach miami so i would love to expand in other locations you know it's just obviously um i we we don't have our vessel right now we don't have a boat for me to be transporting and stuff like that so but yeah so hopefully this episode is going to answer questions and uh stay tuned because i'll be bringing in more guests all right, so right now I have one of a one of a one person that's been crucial to I say always crucial to our our growing as an organization. Um, 
they've been with us since day one. I reached out to them and they immediately contacted us back and said, we want to be a part of, of your organization and help you guys out. And I'm so honored to have Michael Sims from Hook and Gaff Watch Company. You know, um, I reached out to you, Michael, back in 2015 or right, right, right in 2015 when I was starting this and you did not hesitate to send out a watch to help out. And we used that watch to raffle it and then get money. I told you to get to pay for our 501c3 and all that stuff. So we were able to like really launch ourselves because of that watch. And then, you know, you go around and turn it around and say, hey, Oz, you know, let's work out a deal where we're going to make a watch, you know, for Operation Wet Vet. It's going to be the Operation Wet Vet edition. It's going to be a camel band and, you know, proceeds of this watch will we'll donate back to you. And then instead of that, I, you know, we, we worked out a deal where instead of giving us cash, you, we, we turned it into watches where veterans that came through our program got watches, you know? And, um, I mean, Michael, tell me, tell me what, you know, what, I don't know what prompted you to do that. And, and I mean, I I thank you first and foremost for that. I've always thanked you for it. And and we build an amazing relationship from it now, but you know, like what, what caused you to do it? And, and, um, you know, what do you feel, you know, like, yeah, first and foremost, just thank you to, to you and what you do and, and all the guys for the service uh, and what you've done for our country. Um, you know, I, for me, um, the timing was perfect because you were kind of starting your thing and we were just starting our business back in 2014, 2015. And one of the things that was at the forefront of my mind is, you know, was what is our cause going to be? You know, what are we going to who are we going to partner with to make this thing bigger than just selling watches? And then you sent the email and it was just perfect timing because um, while I didn't go into this service, I have a long family history of service. My dad um, flew helicopters during the Vietnam era, um, fixed Hueys over there in North Korea, I mean, uh, South Korea and, uh, and would test fly them and then send them back to Vietnam. So um you know, I, uh, he was invested. I, you, you know what, it, you know what it is to be a part of the, the, the make of the, right, right, right. We, we come from a patriotic family. I've got uncles, I've got grandparents who served in world war two. You know, it's, it's, um, it's not something that I take lightly and I don't think any American should, you know, um, there's people who sacrifice for our freedom. And, um, when you, when you sent that email, uh, and then we talked on the phone, it was just a perfect, thing that I wanted to do. And it's perfect for our brand too, because you're taking veterans out on the water and, and you're fishing and it, it fits right hand in hand with what, you know, what we, uh, with our marketing and, and all that good stuff. So, and, uh, let uh, me ask you, so, like I said, we've built a relationship. We've become great friends. You invited me to go to ICAST and I, and I try to work the booth as much as I can. I'm always talking in Spanish for you and, and trying yeah. to sell as much as I can to watch. And I, I love the watches this is all I wear. I'm wearing one right now wearing my fleet master that's my every single day watch i've put this watch through damage i've sent you the pictures of what the the ring around looks like you know and the the glasses not a single scratch on the glass i mean the watches are built great so i love them and and, you know i i when i'm when i when i go into a or when i back somebody or a product or or not a product because i'm not a I'm not a promoter or anything like that, but when I back something, a brand or something or a belief, I go into it a hundred percent and it's because I, I believe in it a hundred percent. And in 2017, um, we had an opportunity where I was asked by, uh, 
once again, everything, I believe everything, you know, God makes everything happen for a reason. And like how you said, it was a perfect timing with the email. And then once again, perfect timing happened, happened again. And I got an email from Power Motor Yacht Magazine that they wanted to do a story on us. And then I got an email from a gentleman in Charleston that wanted to donate two, two boats. So I was like, this is the perfect timing. And then it's in your backyard. So we asked you to join us on our, one of our fishing trips. And I think to me, honestly, it has to be at that time was going to be our biggest fishing trip ever. Cause there was going to be a story being made out, out of this fishing trip for power motor yacht magazine and anglers journal. And you got to experience it. You know, I, I tried to make, uh, I tried to give you a full experience when we were on the boat together. Cause I brought in somebody and I do this every fishing trip that I do with operation weather. Like I said, I started this out of a reunion with my unit. So I try to include somebody from my unit in every fishing trip. And I did. I brought in uh, a gentleman named Dallas Jones that we'll be interviewing as well in this podcast. And uh, you got to meet Dallas, and then you got to meet another individual um, that just is a, a, a wounded Marine. And what did you think of when you got to see what I was trying to actually do together, what I was trying to put together and bring these, you know, combat minds together just to experience this this bonding and, you know, release of adrenaline? Like, what did you, what did you experience or what did you think when you finally got to see it in person? Well, dude, it's always really cool to see anything in action like putting an idea into action is just the ultimate so for me to get to go down there and experience you know a, a, a night of camaraderie with you guys and then the next day going out and going fishing it was, it was really cool um, the fact that that guy from uh, it was little less talk charters right yes um, he donated the trip during like prime season because yep. off the coast of Charleston in May in May. <laughs> yeah, May May is as good as it gets. I mean, that's when we have our, our dolphin run or Mahi run comes through yep. there and we get all the billfish coming through and it, it's a really good time. So yeah, huge, uh, huge thank you to, to Captain Josh Harris from Little Less Talk in Charleston. If anybody's looking for an awesome charter, let me tell you, these guys will definitely put you on some fish. So, but um, yeah. you got to see it, man. You got to see, I mean, we got Dallas got his first Wahoo ever, his first sailfish ever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And the other cool thing is, you know, just like you're trying to develop that camaraderie with those guys, I was able to make some friendships and Dallas and I are, are good friends on Facebook and follow each other. Yep. And, you know, so that was cool. That was cool to get to make new friends. No, I mean, and, you met you met Stephen Diaz out of that trip as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Stephen too. And then from uh, Stephen, you met Scott. So I mean, it's, it's I, I believe everything happens for a reason. That's right. That's right. You yeah. know, like when you do good things, good things will either come to you or those around you that are involved in it. That's what I realized. And it's like, uh, I mean, you started this. You know, you started your brand. Let's talk about your brand a little bit because talk about things happening and then seeing them happen. It's I, I'm doing the same thing for you. Like I feel like your brand is growing and growing. And at the end of the day, you started it just because you were tired of wearing uncomfortable watches, you know? And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, at the end of the day, um, my ultimate goal was to just make myself a watch that didn't bother me when I was on the boat or, or active, uh, hunting or, or golfing or anything. Golf yeah. Course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, once we made those first couple of watches and got good feedback from friends and family and all that good stuff, we decided to, proceed with making 300 watches that's how it all started back in 2015 now let, let me stop you here for a second because i want to i yeah. want since we can't see them you know and i will post a picture online but since we can't see them real quick just describe what is it that made it more comfortable good good question so 
The big difference is all of our watches are assembled with a left side crown placement. Okay. And the crown is the little part where you screw to change the time, correct? Exactly. Okay. So on, on all of my traditional watches that I used to wear, and, and I'm not some watch connoisseur who, you know, grew up wearing fancy watches. I just wore a, you know, typical fossil type watch, something that would do the job yeah. and tell the time and give me the date. Um, and I could wear it, you know, and bang it around and not feel bad about abusing it. But the problem is I'd have a permanent callus in the back of my left hand from playing golf and fishing and just having that crown rub up against the back. Yeah, I know that dot you're talking about. It's so, a little dot you have in the middle of your wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first thing I did was I flipped the crown to the other side. I approached some local watchmakers that I knew and, and asked them, you know, how how can we make a left side crown watch and do this for multiple movements? And they're like, wow, that's going to be a, a tough chore because it's not as simple as just flipping the crown up the, uh, the dial upside down. You actually have to customize the movements because the gotcha. date wheel doesn't line up correctly. And so there's a lot more uh, operationally and functionally that goes into making this happen. Gotcha. <laughs> we have to have to get some stuff custom made. But at the end of the day, I think the concept is really catching on with people who are active in the outdoors. And, you know, when we paired this with our, our rubber dive straps that you can sweat in fillet fish in skin a deer in um you know it's it's it makes a watch that is the ultimate outdoor watch that yes does everything you want it to do we constructed out titanium casing so it's uh it's a poor conductor of heat doesn't get super hot on your wrist and it's also lightweight um and just like you said it can handle more abuse than the Typical hundred to two hundred dollar watches that I was wearing. No, and so, and the straps, the straps will last you longer because they're infused with vanilla. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because so, I mean, uh, I, I cut fish all day and and I, I sweat with my watch all day. And let me tell you, I mean, and I I I have used all other types of watches even before i've used even my wife my wife once time she got me an apple watch i use it barely to when i'm maybe working out to check my my heartbeat and stuff like that but i've already changed the strap on that apple watch three times and that's only when yeah, i wear to yeah. work out i wear so my nice. hook and gaff every day and i still have the same strap since you know 2015 dude i'll tell you like probably i said i was about to say 90 percent. i bet almost all other watches that are selling a rubber strap in quotations. Yes. It's not a real rubber strap. It's a silicone strap that collects microbial bacteria and creates the, the funky odor that you get when you sweat and yep. you play fish and you're active outdoors. So our rubber dive straps come out of a solid mold. They're super easy to clean. All it takes is a simple spray with some fresh water. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's, that's one of the biggest selling points of the watch is being able to wear it, you know, in our 90 degree heat, you know, here in the Southeast yep. and, and, have a fresh watch at the end of the day you just you know spray it off rinse it off yep and like you said it was lightweight well michael man thank you so much for giving us your time on this weekend this is an episode that i decided to throw in last minute um because i realized that on monday is june 1st and it's actual the, the anniversary the birthday of when i incorporated operation web at the fifth anniversary so just wanted to make awesome. this episode and definitely wanted to bring you on and and talk about your experience and your product because like i said you've we've partnered up and you've backed us since day one and i appreciate it so much because i mean i i, I mean you've opened your home to me when i was up there and everything so i appreciate what what the relationship we built and i want people to always know that that's the type of company you're dealing with when you know when you're talking to hook and gaff because i've i've read the reviews with people i don't know about how, how they 
you know, maybe a watch will ha get damaged or broken and you immediately, they send it back in and they're satisfied with the return time. I mean, it's just, it's the way the personnel that's in charge and, and, and you could tell that it, it's a great company because it's great morals. So thank you so much, Michael. Well, man, thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. And uh, we appreciate everything y'all do. All right, everybody uh, go look at at Hook and Gaff and their website is hookandgaff.com, correct? Or hookandgaffwatch.com? Yes. That's just hookandgaff.com. Hookandgaff.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So right now I got my brother, Steven Diaz. You've heard him already earlier on in the season. Uh, I forgot what episode number, but uh, I had interviewed Steven and shared his story on, you know, how he's he's done so well for himself after, you know, being wounded in, in combat. So, um, but Steven and I... Uh, I was actually able to take Steven on that special fishing trip that you heard me speaking with, with Michael from hook and gaff, where we took, uh, you know, like I said, I, I got invited by Bass, excuse me. I got invited by, uh, power motor yacht magazine to do a fishing trip and they wanted to see what we were all about. And I thought Steven was just an, an amazing individual to have on board for this fishing trip. And, you know, Steven, we got him out of uh, Charleston with a couple other guys on his boat. I had a couple guys on my boat. And we went out and did a, a great fishing trip. And uh, I thought, tell you what, man, Stephen was on point because he brought an American flag with him, which I always have also flags with me, a little Marine Corps flag and American flag. And uh, but he had a big American flag with him that they ended up taking an amazing picture uh, with it. And that was the the huge spread when you opened up on the Angler's Journal. And I, I remember I ended up getting that whole magazine uh, spread, the six page spread. Uh, done in, in an acrylic you know housing so it could be hung on the wall and that's what you see is just that huge you and uh patrick holding up that flag but steven man i wanted to ask you dude because you're like me man you're you're an individual that i would say when you're unsatisfied with something you do something yourself and you know i started my own organization and you've done that yourself you've you've been involved in your own organization and other organizations and, and moving them along and stuff but you know what is it what did it, what did it feel like or what does it feel when when you're able to go on one of these fishing trips, man, and, and, and be surrounded with other like-minded individuals. Well, you know what, what, what I enjoyed the best was being able to take off my, um, you know, my, my leadership hat or my, my provider hat and just be able to be, you know, one of the guys, um, you know, somebody that is, is enjoying, um, an event because it's, and, and you know, when, when we're helping out other people, um, we have to be strong for them and we have to, it, it's a, we have to put on a different hat. Yep. Um, if, if that's hard to understand, I'd, you know, I'd love to, you know, one day kind of expand on that, but I know you understand me. Um, and so it was just, you know, great for me to, to be able to go and, and anytime you can go on any kind of excursion like that, um, it's therapeutic. Um, it's not something that I was, that I do a lot. Um, fishing yeah, we is went, not something that and I, that day, that I, that I, if you go out, sorry, if you go out of Charleston, if it's for somebody that doesn't go fishing a lot, and then I take you on a Charleston trip that we go all the way to the, to the, to where the, where the, the ridge is, where the fishing area is, we're going about 20, 25 miles offshore. So it was a, an experience for you as well as, you know, riding, like you said, an excursion. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I mean, it was, a, it was an amazing trip. It was a beautiful day. The boats, 
Uh, I mean, these weren't, these weren't cheap, you know, these weren't <laughs> small boats by, by any means. I mean, it was first class um, event. Ozzy, you did a, you did a great job on it, picking, picking the crew, um, the people that were helping out. Um, Michael from Hook and Gaff um, hooked us up with, with gear. I mean, it was, it was all around an amazing trip. Um, and what's cool about these trips like this is any chance that you can take uh, or as, as a veteran, if you take or go on um, on a trip where you get to be with other veterans, there's already that sense of camaraderie that that sets in, um, even if you don't know everyone there, because um, it was, you know, it's just it was all a bunch of a bunch of combat um, or, or you know, Purple Heart vets. And um, it's a it's a it's a smooth ride out in the morning. Um, it's quiet, you know, you're just, uh, it, it's, it's, um, gives you, yeah, it gives you time to reflect a lot. I, I do yeah. a lot of reflecting when I'm out there on the water with the, with you guys and, and with just with my brothers, you know, and, and so, you know, you, you get out there and then it's time to, you know, it's time to get work. Um, and you, you know, you got to see everyone take a chance in the, in the fighting chair. Um, and in that moment, and it's, it's not just fishing, and it's any—I mean, it's any kind of sport or activity, hunting, um, playing golf, um, uh, um, really any sport. I had a, a buddy of mine that he, you know, he when he would play baseball, he would say when he's out there, everything that would bother him would just fly out the window. I mean, it was just gone because he's he's doing something that he enjoys. And so when you're when you're out there, I mean, nobody's thinking about anything that that normally on a day-to-day basis um would be bothering them yeah, or, like or, might or trigger us or something right or intrusive thoughts any of that i mean you don't get any of it and um when you also include physical activity um and and get that you know get that going i mean that's good for the body it's good for the brain it's good for your soul and you get to do that with other vets and you get you get that adrenaline going it's not combat um, in a way but, it is, man. It, I mean, you like I, the way I say when, when we're down here in Miami and we're sail fishing, dude, it's, it's, it is 100%. Well, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're fighting. I mean, you, dude, you see the yeah. fish jump out and then you're, you're telling two other guys, bring in those lines and your people yeah. are going underneath you. Uh, waves are fl- crashing over the boats going backwards. So if you think about it, dude, it's controlled, but it's controlled chaos is the problem is right, what it is. Right. <laughs> and, it, and I mean, yeah, it, it could be, you know, it, it could be dangerous. You could. Um, you could cut yourself, you could fall out <laughs> of the boat, you can, uh, somebody could be swinging a hook and they come, I mean, you, you see, you know, you, you might see some, some blood out there. Um, but it's amazing if it's something you've never, you've never done. Um, and you get to, you get to be out there with, with your brothers and sisters. Um, I mean, it's the whole idea behind it, Ozzy, um, is, is awesome. Uh, it's, it's a very unique uh, organization is a very unique, um, mission. Um, it's something that I, I hadn't done before and I've done a lot of, I've I've done a lot of things and I continue to go out and and, and try to do different things because I like to do those. And then when I come across another veteran, I tell them, Hey, you need to check this out because in that way I can say I've done it. Yeah. This is how it made me feel. This is how I saw how it impacted other veterans. And I really think this would be good for you. Um, and so, you know, I, I applaud you for, um, 
you know, for, for sacrificing, um, you know, your, your time and, and money. Cause believe me, I know running a nonprofit by yourself is not, is not easy and it's not cheap. Um, especially when you're doing it, um, because you just have so much passion and conviction. It doesn't matter if you have donors. I mean, you're going to, you're going to sacrifice. We'll make it happen. Um, we'll figure it out, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, I mean, I, I applaud you for, for doing that and um, you know, anything that I can do uh, to help you out or to um, you know, to, to, to get the word out or, or to get veterans to, to get out there and do it. Um, Cause I know it's not, I know all that's not cheap. I mean, all that, all that takes, takes money, but I mean, the, the, the event was, the event was awesome. I mean, those opportunities that we had on the boat, we had professional photographers that were on the boat that you caught that amazing, um, that amazing picture. Um, I and still have, I still have the magazine. I'd love to, I was actually thinking about it today when you told me you wanted me to talk. Um, I said, it'd be awesome to get like a full size picture and have that frame somewhere. Oh man. It's beautiful. I, I have to show it picture. to you. It's I, I, I got it. It's one of those acrylic. It's one of those companies that that's what they do. They, right. they'll, they'll get your news article, they blow it up and then they put it like in an acrylic background. It's clear. Right. And I already have it with the wall mounts and everything. I got it yeah. set, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those pictures. Um, it gives me goosebumps when I see that it's, picture. It's, it's defining. It's a it, it's stuff that somebody you know if you're looking for all right I'm gonna start up an organization about fishing or I need a patriotic picture and you you search on online it'd be one of the ones that pop up I mean it's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing I can't take all the credit I just I like having an American flag on because <laughs> you just don't ever know um, and I uh, thought that would be a perfect situation and I'm just glad it didn't fly out of our hands because we were flying. Um, Dude, I mean, I just I, I remembered I have it here on my phone because it, it it was in the fall issue of Angler's Journal, and then the caption on it's "Shelter from the Storm." You know, it's like it's it's so cool, and then it and there it is. It's you guys with the flag, and it's it's huge. You know, like yeah. So, but yeah, man, I I, I appreciate Steve. You know, you give me your time on in this weekend because this is the last minute thing. I decided to throw this episode together but uh thank you so much brother for giving me your time giving me uh your thoughts on operation wet vet and uh you know celebrating this fifth birthday with us on uh on, on june 1st because that's when i decided to start it man on ptsd awareness month because like you said i'm passionate yeah. about this man this is personal and and i'll figure it out uh it's like you said donors are tough but look i, I thought i thought i might have i called you earlier on during the covid thing and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do this if i i might just shut this down and you know what, man? Uh, I believe, and I was talking to Mike that God does things for a reason. Michael, Michael, and I we were just talking before you, and you know, God does things for a reason. Like for instance, he, I emailed him or I found him on, on social media at the time when they were starting. So he thought the partnership was great. And then within our fishing trip, he met you, and then through you, he met Scott. You know how things have fallen, and you know Scott now works with with them, and then. Um, it's just amazing. And then I thought I was going to end up closing because of this whole COVID thing. I knew I wasn't never not going to get donations. It's going to be impossible for people to donate for us to go fishing. And instead I, I didn't close. I end up getting a donor that comes through and now I'm going to do a fishing trip July 10th where I'm, I'm flying in round trip, eight veterans. I have four local ones flying in eight. So we're going to have 12 individuals, six boats. We're going to go inshore one day. Um, we're going to go offshore the next day 
And then the first day that they're here, we're gonna I'm actually taking them to the Everglades for airboat riding. So we're gonna have a once in a lifetime uh, fishing trip that I was gonna I'm now gonna be able to do. And four of these individuals are first responders because I wanted to open the program up to first yeah, responders. So absolutely, um, you know, I mean, be the, special the tables turn, man. So I appreciate I appreciate you giving me your time, Steve, because you know this is just uh, wanted to get a couple of the guys' testimonies of uh, what they felt and what what they thought of it, man. So thank you so much, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Right now, I got my brother, Steve Chenault. Um, Chenault's an interesting individual. I ne- uh, <laughs> Everybody hears about the buddy system in uh, the military, and that's usually you get to sign up with someone from your hometown, some guy that you possibly went to high school with or whatever, and you guys go to boot camp together, and you get to experience you know, somewhat of the, the boot camp experience together, and you kind of go your separate ways if you don't have the same job. Well... I didn't do that, uh, neither did Chenault, but for some reason when I left Central Florida and drove up closer towards uh, Daytona, we picked him up and a, other, a few other individuals that are going to, to boot camp up, and we drive up to boot camp, and Chenault and I spent the next three months in boot camp together in the same platoon. We got sent out to Marine Combat Training, MCT, uh, the School of Infantry, and we served in the same platoon. Then we ended up finding out we had the same MOS, uh, assault amphibious uh, crewmen or vehicles or whatever. And we got sent out to California. We were in the same platoon for our MOS school, our, our school. And uh, <laughs> once we, we joined the fleet, we thought we were done. And he went to Bravo Company. I went to Alpha Company. And Alpha needed individuals to go to Iraq. So they brought Chenault and a few other individuals in. And Chenault was in my platoon once again. And it's such a it's such a cool experience that I was able to spend, uh, you know, without even asking for it though. But mo- the whole entire Marine Corps career, because once we got back from Iraq in '04, we got sent twelve individuals, twelve crew crewmen got selected to be crew chiefs for Echo Company. Just twelve of us out of a whole company of 180 guys, and Chanel and I were once again together in Echo Company. So we were served again once again in another platoon. So. We got to serve the whole career together pretty much. I got out before him to attend college and then uh, early release, and he got out afterwards, and he's uh, followed his uh, other 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 careers in uh, Central Florida. So it was pretty cool to bring Chenault on because uh, Chenault has been on one of uh, my fishing trips. So I just wanted to bring Chenault on and, uh, you know, have him uh, t- tell us, what you know, what, what did you think about, um, you know, I guess going on this fishing trip with us on Operation WebVet. And thanks for coming with on the show, man. Oh, no problem. Oh, it was awesome. From the second you called me, the trip down there to South Florida, meeting all the guys, uh, it was nothing but a good time. There's something really comforting about spending time with Iraq vets. And then adding fishing on top of that is just amazing. Unfortunately, I don't know if you remember, we didn't catch really anything that day <laughs> we caught like i think one fish but yeah, it was um, like a, i think it was like a tiny tuna and a mahi we caught but we ate the mahi. tiny yeah tiny tuna and a mahi <laughs> and we, yeah we had enough just to feed the four of us guys but um you know the entire trip the way you roll out the red, red carpet for us you had uh uh you know uh i guess I, I guess you could say gifts for us you know with the waterproof bags and the hook and gaff watch and everything that was 
that was a pleasant surprise because I wasn't expecting any of that. I was just expecting fishing. Then we showed up. You're like, oh yeah, like here's a here's some uh, gifts uh, from sponsors that. And then I had a camera crew too. <laughs> and then you I had, had a, what? a camera crew too. <laughs> oh yeah, camera crew. Yeah, that was that was a treat too. That was really funny spending time with those guys and then being on TV. You know, it's just. I love hanging out with vets and, you know, I love hanging out with you and um, it's just an incredible time. Operation wet vet. It was so much fun. And, you know, I blow you up. I'm like, yo, take me out again. Take me out again. I appreciate <laughs> because, it, brother. Yeah. yeah. We, we, I mean, you know, out there in the water and we don't even really talk about like Iraq or like the Marines and stuff. It's just the fact that we're all like, just there together. We feel special, you know, when we're on uh operation wet vet fishing trip, we all feel special. It's like, uh, it's like a thank you from wet vet to us. And, uh, and it, I, I really appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, I want to go out there again, but you got <laughs> well, to gotta, gotta spread the love around. So I do. I, I do got to spread the love around, man. And, and since we don't have that many fishing trips, we had a lot planned this year. And I'll tell you what, this whole COVID thing just literally threw a, a wrench in the in the whole mix for us but we're gonna go ahead and start doing trips now in july we'll start functioning again um you know south florida will be open is is open now the keys will be open to us i believe might be now june 1st or july 1st i'm not sure yet i gotta figure that out but um all I know is that the fishing is going to start being huge again and, and we're going to start doing our fishing trips. But thank you so much and all, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you've been a part of our first five years and uh, I look forward to having you uh, spend time with us on the water in sometime in our next five years. So thank you again, no, brother. Thank you. thank you, Ozzy. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. It's awesome what you're doing. And uh, yeah, man, being a Marine is the best thing I ever did in my life. And uh <laughs> And things like that, going to Operation Web Vet just uh, solidifies that feeling. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Have a good one, bro. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have an, another special guest here with me today. I have a gentleman that was my gunnery sergeant while we were out in Iraq in Fallujah together. I got to serve under him. And and let me tell you, it was honestly serving alongside him. He treated us all with respect, and we always loved uh he had just excitement always bringing it to the job. There was never like a, a down day. He was just like, Hey guys, we're going to go ahead and bust some rust today. And he would somehow make it exciting for us. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it was an awesome treat when, you know, I found out that he moved to central Florida and I had the opportunity to take him fishing on one of my fishing trips. So it was a no brainer for me to, to, to invite him over. And I was so glad that he said yes. So, you know, I have my guests now, um, gunnery, gunnery sergeant. Well, he was a gunny for me. Not sure if you got out as a gunny, but uh, Daniel Atilio and Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Hey man, thanks. I'm I'm glad you're doing all this stuff, man. I'm so proud. I'm trying, man. That's all. That's all I yeah. ever tell everybody. I'm trying, and and I and I say those words always. So then, hopefully, if I say if I'm trying, and somebody else is like, "Fuck, if that's trying, well, then I'm gonna try too." And that's usually yeah. why I say I'm trying. That's my response to everybody is I'm trying so that hopefully they can say, well, shit, I'm going to try something then too. So, uh, but let me, let me ask you, you know, cause, uh, normally everybody always is like, uh, these, you know, these organizations are for troops or for the younger guys or whatever. But, you know, I wanted to just bring camaraderie together and, um, and, and, and maybe bring individuals together that, that like could shine some light and, 
and maybe some questions you guys might have or something like that or or maybe even for yourself and be like you know maybe i can relate to 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 somebody that might be going through some some hard times and stuff like that you know um what, what did you feel coming when you got invited and coming to to our fishing trip man that was so awesome because you know when i left the marine corps i kind of closed that chapter i didn't expect to ever do anything you know i left and i thought that was going to be it because i didn't do social media that was mm -hmm. i was kind of a hermit i guess but um it's not the same out you know the people don't engage you the same way and you can't engage them the same way like when we went on the fishing trip the only other people i knew on there were you and clint but it didn't matter because it was like i knew everyone else on the boat like we had known each other forever yeah. And you don't get that outside of, you know, what we, we went through. Correct. I, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's true right there. Cause I saw it. I, some, a bunch of the guys that were on the boat, I didn't even know myself either. Um, cause Sean Lopez, our, our, our guy in Tampa was the one that handled bringing most of the veterans in. So it was my first time as well, but it's the same thing. It's, it's you, you still have your little clicks within the whole group that would separate and go fish three guys together. But then when it all came to the realization or just talking within each other, it was like, it felt like back at home. It felt like we were within a yep. platoon. It felt like, you know, we, we knew each other and, and it was fun. So, um, would you, would you recommend, you know, um, fishing or, or joining one of our operation wet vet trips for any, anybody else that was a higher up or, oh God, yeah, you know, dude. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I don't fish and you saw, I don't fish. Yeah. You don't fish. I don't care. That, that wasn't, that wasn't even the point. It was just to be around y'all again. Awesome. Cause it, that, 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 it's something that it's hard to explain and it's hard to convey to anyone that doesn't, hasn't been through it. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't understand you know, that hadn't shared freaking bunk beds with jackasses or, you know, anything else along those lines. I'm not even talking about the miserable stuff. I'm talking just everyday living, Trudging down to the ramp, opening freaking doors. Just yeah, the the shared misery. The shared misery. Which Correct. Because happen to be the best stories. Yep, yep. Because I mean, uh, there's certain parts where there. Yes, there's the whole rank issue, but then there's parts where, like for instance, when we drove to um, from Kuwait to to Fallujah, within those vehicles, I remember that you know certain uh staff and COs that were riding with troops were like listen guys now we're riding together it's us four in this shit if shit hits the fan it's us four you know like i remember we were sleeping in the v in the humvees and it's like yeah. if for those three days the, the rank was out the window because we understood that if shit hit the fan it was gonna be four men going at it not like a gunny or or master sergeant right. or somebody standing behind and man. saying hey go do this you know it was like hey us four are gonna do this shit together so yeah, that's it's that me it's that teamwork. I tell everybody it's, it's the tightest team that you could ever make because Yep. So I appreciate it. Thanks so much for giving us your time and and you know your opinion on Operation Wet Vet and uh we look forward to to bringing you back on one of our fishing trips sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. I do too, man. I'd love it again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is possibly going to be one of my final final guests on my show today. This gentleman his name is Tyler Holly. I didn't know him uh, before. He All I knew was he's a Marine. He came in through Sean. Sean is, uh, like I, I mentioned, Sean Lopez is our point of contact in uh, our Tampa, for our Tampa area. And uh, Tyler, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. All I know is that you were a Marine. And uh, what was your MOS, brother? 
Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ozzy. Um, my uh, my MOS in the Marine Corps was a 0331 machine gunner. Uh, freaking loved. Had the option when I was at SOI to, of course, go to to, to select a specialty, um, being having signed on as infantry. I thought, man, what would be cooler than to shoot machine gun? <laughs> just to be honest, <laughs> yeah. I was just obsessed with that. I, I don't know why, but um, so I was able to qualify to get into the machine gunner school and. And they breathe the best, and here I am. So I'm so happy to be a machine gunner and wear that OT31 tattoo in the back of my arm. So, I mean, you know, obviously you deployed a couple times. You've seen some stuff, and, you know, um, you've just dealt with, with life afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, when I was on my first deployment, I was 19 in southern Afghanistan, southern Helmand in Afghanistan. And uh, basically the first unit that came in there was – uh, 2-8, I was with 2-2, and um, they had a hard time pushing forward uh, just because they were like the first Americans in that area for a long time. Uh, we followed up right behind them, and so our our um, area of operations was very kinetic throughout our entire deployment. I mean, we were getting shot at, blown up, um, triggered left and right every day. It seemed like it was some, something new was going on. So very kinetic uh, deployment, which causes stress. I mean, like we were talking about, you know, you don't really think it causes you stress, but there's moments in life where dude, that kind of stuff does sneak up on you and you do go through struggles and you do miss your friends and you do have nightmares here and there. And so it's, uh, it, everyone, I think people who go through combat to include myself do struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. So, so let me ask you brother. Um, so you were, I've, I've been able to bring the guests, the guests that I've had on my show for this episode, most of them, um, I served with, or I knew at some form of capacity and, uh, you know, I didn't know you. So to me, every time I bring an individual that I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just want to make sure you guys have a good time and stuff like that. I, just, I, I want to make sure that, uh, that, that, that I guess I've fulfilled your, mm-hmm. your expectations. You know, what did you expect when you yeah. know you were, I guess, able to come to operation, an operation web vet trip? <laughs> and did you have a good time? I mean, what, what was your experience like? First off, hell yeah, I had a, I had an amazing time. I hadn't gone deep sea fishing in so long, and so that alone was amazing. Um, when Sean actually hit me up about it the first time, he he mentioned it to me and said, "Hey, he's, he's I got this friend Ozzy. He has this um, this thing called Operation Wet Betty. He was kind of briefing me on it a little bit, and I was like, "He's like, we're gonna fly you down here uh, to Tampa. We're gonna get you on a boat, go deep sea fishing with some other combat vets." And at first, it sounded too good to be true. I was like, this is what I needed. It was like right before Memorial Day last year that we did it. Yeah. And um, it was like great timing. It was too good to be true in my eyes. And then he sent me the flight itinerary information and said, come on, you're, you're good to go. I said, oh, my God, we're, we're going down there. And so <laughs> uh, welcome with uh, open arms down there and just being able to meet you and your crew and some of the other guys. Um, Tyler, I think his last name was Su- Tyler Southern. Tyler Southern, yes. Tyler Southern. Um, Man, triple amputee. Yeah, uh, America's uh, America's. It's actually America's first living triple amputee from the Afghanistan war. That's who he was. No, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, he is the the first living triple amputee from the Afghanistan war. Wow. Well, he was an inspiration to me, and we got <laughs> yeah, to go know is. him. Actually, we still follow each other on on social media. And Dude, he smoked and everybody so, that day. He caught fifteen fish. He caught so much, he just strapped himself in there on the side of the boat. That's it. He 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 tells he told us too. He was like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna sit right here with this railing here and Lieutenant Dan myself and just wedge myself right here." And then <laughs> he grabbed the the rod with his with his nub 
And then with his three fingers, was able to reel, was able to reel in with his three fingers, man. And he fucking tore it up, dude. He caught 15 fish. He's dying to come back down again. But I mean, dude, you know, I did something with your group that, that shifted the way I started moving with operation Webbit. before I, I, I took your guys out fishing. I, uh, I would take out four or five guys at a time and then get a hotel, two hotel rooms or whatnot. But this group was different. It was it was 10 of us yeah. or 11 of us on a boat. Um, it's what I really wanted to do. This is what I really wanted to high envision Operation Webvet. And I got an Airbnb that was able to fit all of us together. And I think that that honestly was the missing puzzle piece. If you had ever been on Operation Webvet trip before and then went to this one, like maybe Sean did, this was it, man. Because I think that house changed it for us, you know? Like the way that we were all literally able to hang out from the time we got in to the time we left. There wasn't really an yeah, alone time, you know? Yeah, having not gone on a prior operation wet bed and stayed in a hotel, um, but now having stayed like in the Airbnb house with everybody, staying up, drinking, talking, uh, you know, letting our feelings out, getting to know each other, getting dinner. I mean, that was that was probably one of the top moments of the trip. I mean, fishing, that was amazing, but being able to like sleep with each other in the same yeah, house. Yeah, hanging and, out get some beers, get some coffee in the morning and kind of like come around each other like that was amazing. Just being with each other, honestly, it was, it was a great experience. And I think if you push forward to that, I think you found, you found your, uh, you found your recipe there is that the Airbnb is the way to go. Yeah. I think, I think that that, that right there, it's the uniting <laughs> factor side. So that's exactly what I'm glad I was able to ask you your opinion on that, you know, because I have a trip set up now that I'm doing July 10th. Uh, it was only supposed to be July 10th. And then now somebody else invited us, and now it's going to be July 10th, 11th, and the 12th that I'm going to be taking individuals out. Oh, wow. So I'm flying them in from the 8th. Congrats. To the, yeah, from the 8th to the 13th, I'm going to fly this group in, and I'm going to end up getting an Airbnb because it's going to be, I think, in total 12 individuals. So that one's going to be – I think right. that that's really going to be that, 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 that golden piece right there. So, uh, Tyler, dude, thank you so much, man. Real quick, though, man, why don't you uh, – I, I remember – I really like talking to you, man, because I thought it was real cool, man. What do you do, dude? What is it that you do now with yourself? So, yeah, so I have a unique story coming from an infantry background in the military uh, to now I got out, used my GI Bill, went to school, uh, got a degree in sport management, and now I work as a coordinator uh, for the Atlanta Braves in the community affairs department. So right now we are uh, not focused on baseball essentially at all. We're focused on the community, uh, COVID, and what's going on. So I work for the Braves doing that. And I love it. I couldn't be happier. I'm here in Atlanta, live like two minutes from the stadium. So I'll walk to work. It's just, a, I'm a pretty happy individual where I'm at from uh, where I came from. right now. And that's awesome, man. You know, I wanted to bring that up so that, you know, if there's any other vets out there that are listening and maybe they feel, you know, Oh, I I can't get a job that I want, or I can't do what I want to do because of my PTSD, this and that. That's not true, man. Tyler's able to, 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 to use any of the fuel he has and to, pushing it into his job, you know, working with the Braves. And he loves his job, man, because I'll tell you what, I see your pictures all the time, and you love it, dude. So that's why I wanted to bring it up, man, because I want other people to be able to find themselves a passion. I think once you find a passion, that's that's the big key right there. You know, I found a passion with with starting my organization and my podcast, and he found a passion with baseball and and the, and the Braves and helping the community. So I think it's, it's, it's crucial. That's why I wanted to bring that up. But, dude, thank you so much, will, Tyler, for your say- time. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, there, I think f- finding your passion and finding your getaway is what everyone needs. Um, mine was golfing for a little bit as well, too. And I would I didn't realize it at the time, but I think that was helping me helping me just cope with things. And it's like I, I found my routine. I would go golf. I would do this. And now it's baseball. 
and you with your podcast. And so I think when people identify what their um, what their thing is to get them going, to get them motivated, that's like super important to push forward past PTSD, in my opinion. Yep, yep. And now that I know that you like golf, man, if we're still working on the details for this year's tournament. But if we could launch our Veterans Day hey. tournament this year in Tampa, you're more than welcome to join us, man. Yeah, I look forward to that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Thank you so much for joining us again on the show. All right, Ozzy. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for my podcast this week. Uh, it was a little awesome birthday, little tribute to Operation Webet, the organization I had started once again in 2015. Uh, if you would like to donate, Go over to our website, www.operationwetvet.org. You could donate directly through our website or you could donate through our Instagram and as well as our Facebook. We have a donate button there. If you want to visit us on social media, if you're not following us, go follow us. It's at Operation Wet Vet. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, give us a follow. Give us a like. Check us out. See what we're doing. Uh, like I said, we have fishing trips coming up this year now. We're going to close up the year. The second half of the year, this first half was just a disaster with this whole COVID thing. But, you know, hopefully now we'll be able to get uh, veterans out on the water. And like I said, first responders out on the water by the end of the year. So thank you for tuning in once again. And uh, stay tuned because we have some amazing guests coming up on the podcast next week and the week after. I have uh, Jason Checkler. I think I butchered his name once again. But Jason is an individual that decided after serving four years in the Air Force to become a Phoenix police officer. And just uh, 14 months into the job, got rear-ended uh, as he was heading towards a call. Stopped at a red light, got rear-ended by an individual that had an epileptic seizure doing 115 miles an hour. And the vehicle that Jason, the police officer, was in burst into flames. And uh, Jason had you know severe burns at over 45% of his body. So uh, amazing, amazing interview coming up with Jason. That should be coming up. Uh, we're going to do it on the anniversary of when he woke up from his coma, which was June 12th, I believe. And uh, we're going to go ahead and release it June 15th, that Monday. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for tuning in to the Post Traumatic Survival Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Post Traumatic Survival Podcast. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll receive notifications from us as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We certainly appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. We appreciate you and them. Until next time, survivors. <laughs>